Welcome to today's message from Transformation Church with Pastor Jim Balzano. Let me ask you a question, church. You got a song? Do you got a song? How many know your song is because of what he does? Amen. I'm doing a series. I started, I'm going to start a series today that's simply entitled, I Will Sing. I believe it was important. I've been kind of thinking about it and kind of praying about it. And I think that sometimes we lose the importance and the fundamental principles of singing in Scripture. The Bible is just rich with music and singing and the instruments, and David set up the temple, and long before David there was music, but I'm just saying he set up extensive detail on who would sing and who would play instruments, and teachers would teach students, the young and old and alike, and you see it in Nehemiah, and, and music is in, and singing is an integral part of heaven, amen? And, and so I think sometimes we kind of get used to it, and we kind of miss some of the importance of it, and so I really prayed about it, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And, and I felt he wanted me to lead us on a series just talking about, I will sing. And, and you know, I wish, I, I got to tell you, sometimes I get so jealous of people who can really sing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, I just watched Tabby sing, and Troy sing, and Lindsay sing, and Kelly, and, and, and everybody else, and Tim, and everybody, and Daryl, everybody that sings, and I'm like, I'm so jealous. I wish I could sing like that, but boy, you should see me in my office at home when you're not there, when nobody can hear me. You should, you should hear me sing. I'm good. I, 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 you should see me dance. You're not going to see that, but in my office. And, and, I, and I can't even tell you sometimes, sometimes it's always scriptural songs. Most of the time, 95% of the time. But this week I've been listening to a soundtrack because last week with my grandchildren, the movie of the week was Parental Guidance, which we watched 222 times. This week, the movie of the week has been The Greatest Showman. Uh, I mean, everybody's, everybody's, everybody's seen The Greatest Showman? What a soundtrack. Oh, my. And I, and, I, and I watched this movie with him over and over and over this week. And, and I watched Liam the other night. And he's four years old. And he's sitting there. And he's mesmerized by the music. He's just mesmerized. And all of a sudden, he looks and he jumps up. And he runs over and he gets in front of the TV. And he's just hopping and jumping and dancing and completely oblivious. And I'm, I'm taking a video. That's what we do. Right? We don't live life. We document it now. Okay? And, and I'm, I'm watching. But I'm so, he, the music has just stirred him. Do you know music stirs our spirits? Do you, do you know that Saul, King Saul, used to be tormented by evil spirits? The Bible says that they brought David to play for him to soothe his spirit. There's the Bible tells us the story of Elisha the prophet. They brought him in to prophesy. He didn't want to really want to prophesy for that king. He said, but nevertheless, I will send me a harpist, a musician. And he came and he played. And as he began to play, the Spirit of God came upon Elisha and a spirit of prophecy came upon Elisha as the spirit stirred, the, the music stirred his spirit. And, and so I'm really praying. I say, Lord, we got to do a series of messages on this. Um, I will sing. You, you know, the Bible's full of songs. How I many know the book of Psalms is a book of songs? All right, there's 150 um, Psalms. At least 125 of those have some reference to something that has to do music. 
All right, there are 500 verses of scripture that speak about music explicitly, and there are 3,000 verses total on the subject. All right, at least 243 verses to singing, 171 speak of musical instruments, and so there's all this richness of scripture that talks about music. Now, let me do this this morning. So I'm going to take a, uh, I'm going to talk to you this morning, and there's going to be a number of messages in this series that is a type of song, okay? And today, the one that we're going to talk about is the song of deliverance, all right? And later on, we'll talk about the song of redemption and the song of testimony. And there's a different number of different songs I have researched in the scripture. But today, I want to talk about this one that I'm calling the song of deliverance. And so, if you would, grab your Bibles, your phone, your iPad, or whatever you have. Turn to Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15, interestingly enough, is the first recorded song of the Bible. Now, we're not certainly saying it was the only song prior, but prior to that, this is the first one that was recorded in Scripture. Okay, so, so the first thing I want to ask you this morning is this, all right, is this. Why should we sing? Let's talk about that. Why should we sing? Well, Pastor, I don't think we have to sing. I don't think we should sing. Well, singing's not that important. Actually, I, don't, I disagree with that a lot. All right, so why should we sing? Well, let's take an approach like this. First of all, how many of you would believe with me this morning, or at least agree with me, that singing is commanded? How many, how many believe Paul wrote many things to the church? How many know that Paul said we shouldn't steal anymore? How many think that's a commandment we should obey? How, how many about, he says we should speak truth? How many know we shouldn't lie? And all the things that Paul talked about. Well, he also talks about singing. In this scripture here, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, and hymns and spiritual songs. Now watch what this says, gang. Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom while singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankful hearts to God. Do you understand what's happening in here on a Sunday morning when we're singing one to another? Now listen, I'm not talking necessarily that I'm going to walk out here this morning and I'm going to start singing to Andrew. Andrew, how are you? That's not quite what we're talking about, is it? We're talking about the collection of God's saints, the congregation of the saints that are coming together and we're lifting up our voices and we're admonishing another, another, right? Spiritual hymns and songs. And it's not to get stupid and just, okay, oh, Dick, I love you. <laughs> right? No, of course not. That'd be kind of silly, wouldn't it? But there is this place where now I'm coming together with you, you're with me, and we're lifting up and we're teaching, we're admonishing. I say, how does that work? Well, because it works like this. Singing is the word in us and out of us. Do you know this morning we were singing scripture? We were singing scripture this morning that Paul was saying, when you're singing, you are singing the word that is in you that comes out of you, right? Okay, so look at this. Again, this scripture that we have. Again, this scripture. That the word of Christ, dwell. what is it? The word of Christ, the word of God. Dwell in you richly. How many know the word of God is supposed to be in us? How many of the word of God dwells within us, becomes part of us, right? And then out of that, out of my mouth, comes teaching and admonishing with what? Wisdom, singing, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So now the word in is coming out of me into each other as we are singing the very word of God. Take a look at some of the songs we sang this morning. We sung uh, at the end, to him who sits on the throne. Revelation chapter 5, gang. It's the word of God. You might not be able to remember that scripture, but I'll bet you remember that song. 
How many of you have in your life could say that there's a song that you can remember how to sing, but you can't requote the scripture it comes from? Come on. You see this importance, how it takes root in us? All of a sudden, you can't quote a scripture, but you can remember a three-minute song. And that three-minute song is scripture. It is a scriptural theme, scriptural doctrine. It is scriptural content. Understanding that when you and I are singing our song and we are singing it together, we are really, literally proclaiming the word of God to one another. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing. All right? The Bible says that singing, we build each other up with it. You see, because the moment I start singing, somebody's saying, oh, Lord, I'm glad I don't sound like him. It just builds you right up, right? It, it, it builds one another up. Think about this. The, the, the word of God is where you sing it out of you. In Ephesians, it says we do what? We address one another. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another. That's you and I. In psalms, hymn, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with our heart. So now my song, my mouth, becomes an outlet for my heart. You ever listen to country music? I like some country music. Some is depressing. You know? Like some is just downright depressing. It's like, oh, yes, please give me another shot of that. Oh. My dog left me. My cat left me. My wife left me. My kids don't love me. You know, you know that one? Back years ago, some of you won't get this reference. Old Billy Ray, he was singing my achy, breaky heart. You know, way, way back when I was a kid, it was, who was it saying, it's a fine time to leave me, Lucille? And I'm going to my, my personal favorites, all my exes live in Texas. <laughs> you know, I don't have any exes, I'm still married to my first wife. <laughs> you know, you look at it, it's like, oh my goodness. But then there's other songs that are quite uplifting. Right? And, 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 and singing in the body builds each other up. When you are joining in song that is scriptural, doctrinal, praising and glorifying God, you are building each other up. Come on, tell me there haven't been days you've come in here that you came in down, you came in discouraged, you came in, and you left different than how you came in because you were with the saints of God. All right? And, and then lastly, singing glorifies God. It just glorifies God. Do you know Jesus sang? Bible tells us a couple times. Bible tells me he left, the, he left the Last Supper. They sang a hymn and went to the Mount of Olives. The Bible tells me in Hebrews chapter 2 that he's going to sing God's praise in the midst of his brothers. All right? Yeah, he, he sang. I mean, no, I, I just think if Jesus sang, it might be good if we sang. I wonder if he could sing. Anyhow, it glorifies God. That you and I lifting up glorify God. So what I want to do this morning is I want to take a look in a moment. Because I think, how many of you here today are saved? Okay, some of you aren't sure? Ask your wife or husband. She'll tell you. He'll tell you. But you're saved. You've accepted what Jesus Christ did on the cross. You confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says you shall be saved. And so you're just saved. Well, what are you saved from? And every one of us should be able to sing this thing that I'm calling the song of deliverance. 
All right, so let's get into this. The Song of Deliverance, Exodus chapter 15. Let's see. Uh, let me set this up for you if I can. If you were to actually go back through, and I won't make you do it, but if you went back to chapter 12 of Exodus, you will see where God told them to take the lamb, uh, the Passover lamb, to shed, uh, to shed his blood, and to put that blood upon the doorpost of their house. Anyone under that house, when the death angel went through, would be passed over. Anyone under the blood will be passed over. Aren't you glad you were marked with the blood? Yes. Teresa texted me a few minutes ago saying, by the way, your blood is super glued to my finger. <laughs> but that, how many know that's like it is with Jesus? His blood marks us. She is right now marked with my blood. She'll be going home and getting um, some paint thinner or something. Okay? You are marked by the blood. The house was marked by the blood. And when he saw the blood, the Bible says he passed over. And all those under were redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And then they were led out by God out of the wilderness, out into the wilderness, leaving Egypt where they had been slaves and captives for hundreds of years, oppressed under the power of darkness, oppressed by Pharaoh, oppressed by an evil religion, evil system, oppressed. They were oppressed and they were possessed and they were captive and they were harshly treated. And God finally raised up a deliverer named Moses, and he sends them to rescue them, right? And in the chapter, so chapter 13, chapter 12 and 13, Pharaoh's saying, get out of here. And God leads them out. But chapter 14, the Bible tells us that Pharaoh had a change of heart. That Pharaoh went and said, oh, I just lost my labor force, okay? And now... Those who have been in captivity for hundreds of years are on the run. They have no power to deliver themselves, or they would have done it earlier. All right? God sends Moses to deliver them. He leads them out of Egypt. And now here they are on the run, headed towards the Red Sea with Pharaoh in pursuit. And fear gripped their hearts because this is what they knew. We cannot defeat this enemy. We cannot defeat this power. We cannot deliver ourselves from the power of Egypt. We cannot deliver ourselves from the power of Pharaoh and his armies. We're going to die. We're going to die. Have you ever been in a situation where you thought you were going to die? And now God looks at Moses and said, what are you waiting on me for? What are you looking at me for? Take the staff, raise it up. Raise that staff up. Put your hand over the water. And all of a sudden, we know the story, chapter 14, the Red Sea parts. And when that Red Sea parts, the Bible says that the people of God went through on dry land. Okay? And when they went through on dry land, I, this always kills me. I'm Pharaoh. Your God has messed with me for 10 plagues. He's turned my Nile to blood. I've had gnats fill the land. I have had frogs everywhere. I have had darkness everywhere. And now the firstborn have all died who weren't under the blood. And now I'm going to pursue these people because I want to captivate them again. He catches up to them, and God parts the Red Sea. The people go through, and he tells his army to go, I'm not going anywhere near that Red Sea. Like, you ever wonder how dumb the bad guys really are? It's like the movies. The bad guys are always dumb, and they can't shoot. You, you, you got a bad guy with an AK-47 can't hit the side of a barn, and you got some guy 350 yards away with a pistol that kills him. Just a thought. So here we are. They have no ability to deliver themselves. God does this. And when they go through, then God 
defeats the army. He brings the sea back upon Pharaoh and his armies and destroys the power of darkness that once held them captive. And what happens? Chapter 15, let's go. Then Moses and the sons of Israel sang. Then they sang. We're talking two to three million people come out of that exodus. Then they sang, right? The Bible says they sang, and, and we give them this hint. This is the song. They sang a song to the Lord and said, I sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and the rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will extol him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. I'll stop there for a moment. We'll get back to it. And so all of a sudden, out of this encounter, they begin to sing. And this is the song of the deliverance. This is the song of deliverance. And so let me tell you, first of all, about this song. Number one, the song of deliverance is sung to the Lord. How many know it's not a song to self? How many know if you sing a song to self long enough, you'll you'll be self-consumed? How many know if you sing a song to self long enough, you'll get depressed? How many know if you sing to yourself long enough, you'll get sick of yourself? Right? This isn't sung about anything else. This is a song that is sung unto the Lord. The song is from the delivered to the deliverer. It is a song of praise to the deliverer. It is a song that is celebrating the deliverance that they just had. It is a song that where they were able to experience. Watch what it says. The Bible says this. Then Moses said to the sons of Israel, then Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord. If you give me a million dollars today, I'll sing a song to you. Anybody want to hear me sing? A million bucks. See, how much is that? Yeah, but that ain't real. Brother, if that was real, I'd be like, amen, praise the Lord, sermon over. <laughs> he gave me a million bucks. <laughs> and there's probably a track on the back. Yep, there is. <laughs> All right, smart kid. He wants to get me saved. You see, all of a sudden, they burst forth in song. Because they who have been for generations captive, for generations have been oppressed. For generations could not deliver themselves. For generations under the power of darkness are now set free from it. And they burst forth in song because the song of deliverance is an experience that is expressed. Right? What are they singing? They're singing what they just experienced. Did you ever have an experience that caused joy in your heart? Did you ever have an experience that caused you to sing? Only in private. Right? This is what happened. This is an experience. This isn't something they heard about. This isn't something that they were told about. This is something they experienced. And when they experienced it, oh man, they sang. And who's this song to? This song is to the one who did the delivering. I, the delivered, honoring the deliverer in song. I, the deliverer, celebrating the deliverer in song. I, the delivered one, praising the deliverer in song. I, the delivered, singing to my Lord, who's my deliverer. But see, this song is a song of deliverance sung to the Lord, but the song of deliverance is only sung by the delivered. There are some that come in this house that cannot sing the song of deliverance because you've never been delivered. You can't sing it because you've never accepted what Christ did on Calvary's cross. You can't did it because you never became redeemed. You never were bought again, born anew from above because of the blood of Jesus. You can't sing what you don't got. It's kind of like me. I can't sing because I got no talent. 
but I can sing. But I can't sing with talent. You can't sing the song of deliverance because you might not be delivered. Who sang this song? Who sang this song? The only ones that sang this song were the ones on that side of the Red Sea. The ones who stayed in Egypt, and there were some who stayed in Egypt, guess what? They aren't singing this song. They're still singing the song of a captive. They're still singing the song of slavery. They're still singing the song of the old life. The only ones that can sing it are the ones on that side of the Red Sea. Those who were set free by God. Those who were redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Those who were spared the wrath of the enemy. Those who could not deliver themselves. They're singing a song. I wonder. You see, it's kind of funny. If I had to come in here on Sundays and sing because of who I am, outside of God's grace, I wouldn't have a song very long. If I had to sing based upon my condition, my situation, there'd be times I would not maybe want to sing. But when I come in and I remember that I have been delivered by Jesus, that I have been set free by Jesus, by a work that he, that all of a sudden there is something that rises up in me that's called the song of deliverance, that I am the delivered, I am the redeemed, I am the one that can burst forth in song, and it has nothing to do without anything else. Nothing. It can only be sung. And then the song of the delivered, deliverance is I the delivered singing to the Lord my deliverer. The song of the deliverance is a song of testimony. Do you, listen, to, listen to some of what they said. They sang. They said this. The horse and the rider he hurled into the sea. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, Israel had a testimony of God destroying the enemy's grip on them. And thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years later, we're still reading it as a testimony. Their song was a song of testimony to look at what my God did. Now he threw the horse and the rider into the sea. Pharaoh's, in, um, Pharaoh's chariots and his army, he cast them into the sea. And the choices of his officers are drowned in the Red Sea. This is a testimony. Do you understand this morning that we're singing the song of deliverance in this house? We are singing the testimony of our God, the testimony of our deliverer. That, hey, this is what he's done for us. He's conquered the power of darkness. He's defeated hell. He's defeated death in the grave. He's defeated the grave, man. He's set me free from the law. He's set me free from sin and death. Come on, church. We are the sound of the delivered in this house. That, that you and I have a song, and that song is a testimony to what he's done. We're testifying to each other in song. They got two to three million people come out of that exodus who were singing a song of testimony. Look how loud that was. It was loud. You say, well, Pastor, I, I don't know about, listen to me. I can tell you, Reinhard Bonnke has spoken to one group of people of over a million people. The sounds that would go up in worship, the sounds that would go up in praise as the Africans would dance, and they would actually send golf carts to the back to bring people to the altar call. I mean, that's a cold day. And we're singing testimony. There's an old song that says, I'm so glad Jesus set me free. You sing that in the collection of the body. It's a testimony to what Jesus did in our life. The song of deliverance. 
The song of deliverance is one, one, that, one that declares who he is. We got a lot of songs these days that declare who we are, and I think we need to know who we are, but let us never forget who he is. Right? Think, look at this. They said this, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. I'm not my strength. I couldn't rescue me from Egypt. I couldn't get out of there. Unless the Lord had intervened, I'd still be in Egypt. Unless the Lord had intervened, you'd still be dead in your sin. Unless Jesus had gone to a cross, you and I would be still dead in our sin. Unless his blood was shed, you're destined to a godless eternity. You don't have life more abundantly now. The Lord is my strength and my song. Listen to me. I love this. The Lord is my strength and he is my song. <laughs> it's funny how he becomes our song. We don't just sing songs about him, but he becomes our song. Because it's amazing. How does that work? I will promise you, if you find yourself downcast in spirit and you will begin to contemplate and think upon the Lord, I will promise you song will birth out of you because his goodness will cause your song to break forth. He becomes the song. He's the self-fulfilling prophecy when you sing about him. He's the one that you're singing about. He's the one you think he's good and his mercy endures forever. He is the one that you sing this morning. He's the song. He says, he's my song. He's my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. There is no salvation outside of him. They're still in Egypt without him. This is my God. You're talking about a people who lived in a land of hundreds of gods, sun gods, beetle gods, Nile gods. They've lived in this for hundreds of years and have adopted some of the culture. And they come out of it and they cross that Red Sea and they know one thing. This is my God. This is my God who delivered me from there. How many know this morning who your God is? And I will extol him. I will lift him up. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Why are they singing the Lord is a warrior? Because they just saw him make war on their behalf against Egypt and destroy them. Do you know Jesus was a warrior when he went to the cross? Do you know he was a warrior when he descended into the depths and he took captivity captive and gave gifts to men? You see, we have this song of deliverance that should be percolating inside of us all the time. That we once were captive. We once were slaves. We once were bound by sin. We once were bound by the power of darkness. And now we are there no longer because of what Jesus did. See, the song is the expression of the experience. The song is the expression of the experience. We sing a song I think it's called Resurrecting. I told you, I never make sense of some of these titles and songs. The title says one thing and the song says something else. Don't get it. Resurrecting. And I think it says something like this. I will rise from the ashes of defeat. Right, Troy? I get that right? Yeah. Sing that one about God, Troy. But when I sing that song, it's all about Jesus and how he brings us from the rise from the ashes of defeat. But when I sing it, there are times in my spirit gets overwhelmed because I know it's what he's done in my life. I know there's times where he's raised me up from what was a defeating moment, when what was a moment of heartache, what was a heart, moment of heartbreak, where he raised me up 
You see, the song is an expression of my experience. If you had to write an if you had to write a song today or sing a song today out of your experience with God, what would it be? What would it be? Some you'd be like that country western song. Bless you. What would your song be? I'm asking that because the song is birthed out of the experience. The song is the expression of the heart. How many know out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks? I'm telling you, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth sings. Hmm? Making melody in your heart, the Bible says. Making melody in your heart. A joyful heart will put off a joyful sound, right? A critical heart will put off a critical sound. A negative heart will put off a negative sound. But a joyful heart will be joyful. A thankful heart will be thankful. Heart. And out of your mouth flows. My song is an expression of the soul. Remember the, the psalmist said what? My soul, my soul must sing. It must sing because, man, there's something happening inside of me where my body is, com is being compelled by my spirit, my soul, and it's making me sing the goodness of God. It's making me sing the glory of God. I, I can't contain it anymore. You anybody know what I'm talking about? Or am I the only crazy one in here this morning? Like, like, like you think I'm weird in church. I'm not half as weird in church as I am in my office by myself. I bang on stuff. I do that too here sometimes. Because when I'm sensing his presence and I'm in his word, my, there's something stirred. Stirs in me. And passion rises out of me. A song rises out of me. And I sing. And I dance. And I clap off beat. But it's my song. But it's my song. And some of you say, well, Pastor, I'm just not a very emotional person. I don't care. <laughs> He's your God. And he deserves every fiber of our being. My soul must sing. Let me show you something I think is incredibly cool. Exodus chapter 15 is the first recorded song of the Bible, and it's sung by Moses and the sons of Israel. If you go to Revelation chapter 15, it is the last song, recorded song of the Bible. And look at this. And I saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire. And those who had been victorious over the beast and his image and the number of his name. How many know these are all overcomers? These are all the ones who've been delivered. Standing on a sea of glass, holding harps of God. And they sang the song of Moses. I, I, is it just me or is that like incredibly cool? The first recorded song of the Bible is Exodus 15, the song of Moses, singing about the horse and the rider thrown into the sea and how great God is. The last recorded song of the Bible is Revelation chapter 15, who are those who have overcome the, the beast, 
And they're singing what? The song of Moses, the bondservant of God, and the song of the Lamb saying, great and marvelous are your works, O Lord, the Almighty. Righteous and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for all the nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Isn't it amazing isn't it amazing that the first song recorded in the scripture is a song of deliverance from those who come out of Egypt? The last recorded song in the Bible is the song of Moses by those who have come out of and been delivered from the beast and his number and his name, and they're giving praise to God. Same content, same theme as found in Revelation 15. We're talking all these years, right? What am I saying to you? Why am I saying that? It begins with that recorded song. It ends with that recorded song. And all through the Bible, that song of deliverance has been sung. And I would suggest this morning that you and I are still those ones who are to sing that song of deliverance, the song of Moses. Because we, like Moses, have been set free from the power of God. Like, sing. You say, why do you sing, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because Troy likes my singing. <laughs> Troy, come on. By the way, while Pastor Troy's coming, I forgot to mention something. Um, Bethany and um, Sarah are going to be in the foyer today with Pickles in Prayer. Uh, I know some of you went to the Clay Cup yesterday. There was a book signing there in their book. Um, Bethany wrote the book, Pickles in Prayer. Sarah illustrated it. It's a beautiful thing. It is so cool. It is so awesome. We're so proud of them. All right? They're going to be here in the foyer. If you want to get a copy, get one out there. You want them to sign it, they're going to be here. But you need to get one for your kids. You need to get one for your grandkids. You need to get one for your great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids. And, well, you get the point. Why do I sing? Why do I sing? I sing because I'm like the sons of Israel. I sing because I am like them. First of all, I sing because Jesus is my Passover lamb. Jesus' blood was shed for me. I'm under the banner of the blood of Jesus. The Bible says that God, he shed his blood for me. I should have been the one on the cross. I should have paid for it. I should have been the one to die for my sin. I'm the one that should be dead. It should not have been him who shed his blood for my sin. I was a captive to sin. I was a, oppressed by the enemy. I was, I was a, a, a slave to sin. And it should have been me who died. But the blood of the lamb was shed for me. The Bible says that what? By his blood, he purchased men from every tribe, tongue, language, and nation. That's me. That's you. This morning, Jesus is my Passover lamb. I will sing. He is my deliverer. Come on, these are not words on a page. These are not words in a song. He delivered you. He delivered you. You have been delivered from the power of darkness, the Bible says, that you've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. He delivered you. He didn't deliver you just so you can get to heaven. He delivered you so you can live now, so you have life now. So you're in the kingdom of God now. You are the delivered of the Lord. You are the redeemed of the Lord. I sing because Jesus is my deliverer. I will sing. I sing because I am the delivered. I know who I am. I know who I am, man. There is nothing good in me other than my singing.
There's nothing good in me except what he's done in me, except who he's made me to be, that I have become the delivered of God. And therefore, I will sing. I will sing. Like Egypt, like them people coming out of Egypt, like the Israelites coming out. God takes them across that Red Sea. We see them eventually. We know they wandered for how many years? 40 years. And then we eventually see them going into the land of milk and honey. Joshua 5 tells us a picture of when they reinstituted circumcision at Gilgal. And at Gilgal, when they did that, God said, see, I have rolled the reproach of Egypt off of you. You're no longer slaves. You're sons. How many know they were sons the moment they stepped out of Egypt? They never lived in sonship until they got into the promised land because they lived still with a slave mentality. That's another story for another day. You see, what I know is because of Jesus, I'm no longer a slave. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer a slave to the fear of death. I'm no longer a slave to the fear of death and hell. I'm not a slave anymore. I'm a son. And sons sing about the father. Sons sing of who their daddy is. Sons sing. I'm no longer a slave. Therefore, I will sing. I will sing. Do you got a song this morning? Do you have the song of deliverance this morning? Is he your deliverer this morning? Are you the deliverer this morning? Are you singing the song of deliverance to your God? Can you imagine? Can you imagine with me this morning? Just imagine this. For hundreds of years, your people have lived under the oppression of Pharaoh in Egypt. Generation after generation have been slaves. Generations after generations have been beaten, raped. Beginning in the book of Exodus tells us that they would take the brick, take the straw and tell them to make more bricks. The Bible tells us at the beginning of Exodus that they were killing the sons that were born. This was their state until God until God said, I've had enough. I've had enough. I got a man. I'm going to send him back. And he's going to rescue my people. And he's going to bring them out of Egypt. And he's going to bring them to a place that I have destined for them. And he shows up. And God brings judgment with all those plagues against Egypt. And then he puts the blood on the doorpost. And he leads them out. And they're free of Egypt. They're free of Egypt. Until they get to the Red Sea and they see that army coming to kill them and take them back into captivity, take them back into bondage, take them back to everything they'd ever experienced. And the Bible says they were afraid and they were scared. And they said to Moses, what? There wasn't enough graves in Egypt that you brought us out here? And he said, stand still and see the deliverance of your God. Don't you move. Stand still. Stand still and you will get what you can't get on your own. Stand still and you will see what you'll never see on your own. Stand still and you will see what you couldn't get for hundreds of years. Stand still and see what your God does for you. Oh, and can you imagine? Can you imagine how they ran through that open Red Sea? I'd been like, 
and they're on the other side. And they see, here comes Pharaoh. Here comes the Pharaoh's armies. Here comes his chariots. Here comes his best officers into the Red Sea. Oh, no, they're going to use it too. God says, no, 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 no. Your escape was their trap. My escape path for you was their, was their death trap. Can you imagine what rose in their heart? Can you imagine? You, why did they sing? You think, does anybody understand why they sang? Why they burst forth in song? <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that? Sing to the Lord. The horse and the rider have been thrown into the sea. I've been in baseball stadiums where a home run causes an eruption of cheers, an eruption of music, and an eruption of singing. I've been in football stadiums where a touchdown or a defensive inter uh, uh, interception or something causes all of this eruption and all this song and music starts playing. And, they, and, then, and then I've been in those places where they play Zombie Nation. You know, I, I love that song, by the way. But, but I'm trying to figure out how to use it in church. I haven't figured it out yet. And, 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 and all of a sudden, it burst forth. Church, you were a slave. You were dead in your sin. You were gone to hell. You had no power to deliver yourself. You now had no power over sin. You still don't have any power over sin. Except the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. You were an enemy of God, the Bible says. You were a slave to sin. You lived in a kingdom of darkness. But Jesus, but Jesus goes to the cross. When he goes to the cross, he defeats that enemy. He breaks the grip of darkness over you. He brings you out of the old into the new. And you and I now have the song of deliverance. Don't you let it get old. Don't you let it get stale. I don't care how many years you've been saved. I don't care if it's been 50 years. I don't care if it's been 40, 30, 20, 10. I don't care what it's been. Don't you let it get stale. Don't you let it get stale. Remember who you were. Remember what you were. Remember what you could not do. Do not let it become stale. I, I've come to the church this morning irritated about everything. Irritated about some test result I got yesterday. Irritated about my ear dripping blood. Irritated that, 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 that other thing's going on. I just... Anybody ever do that? Some of you are irritated right now, and I'm the cause of it. But I want to tell you something. Despite it all, when I get into this house with the people of God. None of those irritations can silence my song. And it's not because I'm Pastor Jim. It's not because I'm Pastor Jim. It's because you, you, you singing the song of deliverance, you stirring my heart, words, the, the Spirit of God stirring my heart, me doing it as I sing, oh baby. And all that irritation stuff just kind of fades away, at least till after I, at least till after I get in the car again.
But this morning, and I'm going to close. This game's not till six, right? I got lots of time. Teresa is marked with my blood. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It's just so funny. Everything becomes an illustration. Troy, ever tell you that? <laughs> Everything. Teresa is marked with my blood because she was trying to heal a wound. I'm marked by his blood. I am marked by his blood. The Israelites were marked by his blood. And as I am marked with his blood, I know I'm the one who was delivered. I'm the redeemed. And I'm going to sing. And I'm going to sing. And I'm going to sing. And I will sing. Come on, church. Are there, any, are, are there any delivered people in here this morning? Are there any sons that have been set free? Are there any slaves that have been set free into sonship? Are there any delivered in here this morning? Come on, stand with me this morning. We're going to sing the song of the deliverers. The song of deliverance this morning. Don't you let it get stale. Don't you let it get old. You're singing out of your experience. Your experience with your God. Your experience with your God this morning. That He has set you free. He has delivered you. Therefore, you say with me, I will sing. I will sing. I will not be quiet. I will not be silent. I will sing for what my God has done. I will sing for what He is doing. I will sing for what He is doing. Come on, church. You'll always sing if you focus on Him. Come on. Bow your head with me. Close your eyes. I got to talk to you for a minute. You can only sing that song if you've accepted what Jesus did on Calvary on your behalf. You can only sing that song that I'm a child of God. You can only sing I'm no longer a slave. If you accept what Jesus did, died on the cross, shed his blood for your sin. It should have been you. It should have been me. But God, out of his goodness, because of his loving kindness, gave his son in our ransom to pay a price. Just like that lamb paid a price for the Israelites to leave Egypt, Jesus paid a price for I to be able to be rescued from sin. And the Bible says that when I look at what Christ did, the Bible says that when I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, isn't it amazing? When they sang that song, they sang about Him being Lord of their life, about God being the Lord of their life. You see, what happens is the deliverer becomes your Lord. The deliverer becomes your Lord and Master. Not by force, but by your free choosing. And the Bible says that if I will confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. The Bible says if I will believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, that I was saved. And salvation is crossing over from Egypt to the promise. And Egypt to freedom. From the power of darkness to the power of light. From the power of Pharaoh, from the power of Satan to the dominion of God. You see, I got to ask you this morning, if you're here, you, you can't sing the song if you haven't done the deal. You can't sing the song if you haven't given him your heart. You can't sing the deal if you haven't been born again. You can't sing it if you haven't been delivered. And so I say to you this morning, if you're in this house and you've never done that, and you say, today is the day I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Today is the day that I believe in my heart and raised from the dead. I believe in my heart. Today is the day he paid for my price. 
a price for my sin. If you have never done that, today's your day. That's what I want you to do. I won't belabor this. I don't waste a lot of time because you already know that the Holy Spirit's been working in your heart. You've already been feeling the presence and saying, what is going on with me? Your heart has been beating faster. Some of you have been crying. Some of you have tears. You're saying, what's going on with me? It's God working on your heart, drawing you to him because that's what he does. And so I say to you this morning, if you've never done it and you want to do it, right now, raise your hand. Right now, just raise your hand high. Don't, there ain't nobody looking around. It don't matter if they're looking around anyhow. It's between you and God. Anybody at all? You're all saved here this morning. You've all done that. Man, that's a good thing. We're going to sing this song really loud in a minute then. Anybody here this morning says, I'm going to give my, God my heart today. I, I want to accept what he did today. Well, praise God. Everybody in the house is saved this morning. Everybody's been delivered. Everybody can sing this song of deliverance. Oh, it ought to be loud next time, Troy. Oh, my. Because, you see, the song of deliverance ain't for no religious person. Oh, no, no, no. Religious people can't sing that because they're still bound by religion. This is a song of sons. So, okay, church. Hear the delivered of the Lord. Hear the delivered of the Lord. Sing it one more time. Sing it loud. Sing it with passion. Sing it with joy. Sing it with the passion he deserves because the passion he deserves is the passion he used to set you free. Come on. Come on. Determine in your heart, I will sing. Come on, Troy.